Praise the Lord. Hey, we've, um, we've been on a, a really cool um, trip this year. Um, we've been really studying uh, and, and looking deeper into the, the Godhead. We started off the year looking into God the Father. Um, we spent some time leading into Easter, looking at uh, God the Son. Currently, we are looking at now God the Holy Spirit. And it's just amazing how as we look at each one of these people uniquely that different aspects of their character and their purpose come to light and that's really the purpose of this series because you know we can say father son holy spirit and it rolls off the tongue and you know cognitively we we understand that uh, god is three in one that one plus one plus one equals one okay that sends you math teachers nuts but it's true and that each one each, each person of the Godhead has their specific purpose and in that, in how we relate to them, exposes that in us and through us. And so to summarize this, I, I, as I was preparing um, for, for this series, I was trying to summarize how I relate to each one of, these, of the Godhead. And, and, you know, when it comes to God the Father, we know and understand that he secures our identity, doesn't he? It's his identity that we take on. He's the one that adopts us into his family. We bear his name. God the Son come to secure my salvation. So God the Father secures our identity. God the Son secures my salvation. And God the Holy Spirit secures my purpose you see because we have purpose we were born on purpose for a purpose amen we were born on purpose for a purpose and that wasn't just to breathe air eat food go to work and then one day lay down no it was to contribute it was to to give it was to to relate and in dealing with the Holy Spirit, that comes f- through us. And as Bible-believing, Christ-following, Holy Spirit-filled Pentecostal people, hallelujah, we fully believe that God, the Holy Spirit, is alive today in us. Amen? And He's fully functioning through us. He is active in us personally and in us as a church. He came of as tongues of fire on the day of Pentecost. And to this day, he has not ceased working throughout the earth. Even during the Dark Ages, the Dark Ages, when they tried to shun and, 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 and push down the work of the Holy Spirit, he was still active. And in looking at the Holy Spirit, we're not so much looking at the gifts of the Spirit or the fruit of the Spirit, although that is a part of it. We've, we've talked about that many times. We've come to look today and throughout this series on the Holy Spirit, on who is He? Who is He? And how do we relate to Him? Amen. You know, the Holy Spirit is not some force. These are not the droids you're looking for. He's not some force that, that bows to our command. But in sometimes hearing Christians pray, it's actually like we're pulling the strings of the Holy Spirit. It's like we're commanding Him to do things for us. But we're actually meant to pray and live in accordance with what the Holy Spirit shows us. See, sometimes we get it the, the other way around. We're too busy bossing around the Holy Spirit, say, go and do this and go and do that and, you know, heal this person. But God actually gave us the authority in those aspects, didn't he? He told us to go and speak to people. He told us to lay hands on people and see them get well. He told us to command the evil spirits and they will go. And so today I hope that we can just take a few things away with us as we look at this. 
last week I was sharing on um, John 3 8 and it, and it goes like this the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it but cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes so is everyone who is born of the Spirit we were talking about the Holy Spirit depicted as the wind symbolized as the wind in the Bible today we're going to be talking about how uh, Jesus and many of the writers of the Bible and right throughout the Old Testament depicted the Holy Spirit as water but you see the Holy Spirit as wind and I just want to touch on this again affirms that the Holy Spirit is ceaseless in action is sovereign in freedom is indisputable in evidence is inscrutable as origin and is incalculable in destiny if you want to know what that means listen to last week's sermon but all those things come out of Holy Spirit as wind but today as water we see something afresh in the Holy Spirit and we're going to start our journey in Exodus so if you've got your Bibles turn to Exodus 17 okay if not you can follow along on the screen but you see I can put anything up there can't I so you better check up on me so follow along on your apps or in your Bible and let's go Exodus 17 5 to 7 the Lord answered Moses walk on ahead of the people take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go I will stand there before you by the rock of Horeb strike the rock and water will come out of it for the people to drink so Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel and he called the place Massah and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord saying is the Lord amongst us or not let's jump across to John 4 9 to 14 and it says this the Samaritan woman said to him that's Jesus you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman how can you ask me for a drink for Jews do not associate with Samaritans Jesus answered her if you knew the gift of God and who is it that asked you for a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water sir the woman said you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep where can you get this living water are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as did also his sons and his flocks and herb herbs herds Jesus answered everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst indeed the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life I want to unpack these two scriptures and just have a look at how the Holy Spirit is revealed through the symbol of water you know in the, in the first scripture we looked at Moses going to God and saying he's basically fed up Moses was at the end of his tether he was just leading a, a motley crew that was complaining they were whinging they were saying come on let's go back to Egypt we were slaves there but at least we had food and at least we were somewhat comfortable and on and on and on and God directs him to the rock of Horeb and he says Moses grab your stick the one that parted the Red Sea go over to the rock and give it a good whack it seems strange doesn't it but Moses knew how to obey the word of God Moses knew that when God spoke and made a promise that God would keep it and so over he goes and <laughs> whacks a rock looks weird doesn't it has God ever asked you to do something weird that you might think oh gee this looks foolish 
but in your heart you clearly know you've heard from God in your heart you understand that there is obedience in, in, in this and you see this picture of Moses striking the rock and water coming out is, is a picture of a miracle of provision but it also serves as a picture of Christ did you know that? Striking the rock speaks of the crucifixion of Christ where he was struck down. Laid in a grave only to rise again in victory. Amen. Jesus said this in John fourteen eighteen. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Then in John fourteen twenty six, he says the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. You see, when Jesus was struck down, he prophesied that one would come after him. He prophesied that when he was gone from the earth, one would come to take his place. And it was only through his death would the Holy Spirit come and flow amongst us? You see, it was only in the striking of the rock that the water flowed. And it was only in the striking of the Christ that the Holy Spirit came. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit, who is the living water, came because Jesus was struck down. You see, Jesus as a human could only do so much. He could only be in one place at one time. But the Holy Spirit, who is very much the executor of the Godhead, can be in all places at all times, can't he? If we go to Numbers 20, we see another story that is very similar. No, there we go. And one more, there we go. But this time, if you read the story carefully, there's something different. You see, the first time in Exodus, God said to Moses, strike the rock. This time in Numbers, he said, speak to the rock. Speak to the rock. And so this is what Moses done. Then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Oops. Now we can judge Moses on that and say, man, you blew that one. But you see, I have a theory. I think Moses was relying on formula rather than the word of God. He thought to himself, oh yeah, I know what to do here. I've done this before. And plus, I think he was a bit frustrated. I think he was fed up with the people. I know how he feels. Not that I'm fed up with you guys. Come on, no, that's not what I'm saying. <clears throat> but sometimes, whether it's out of sticking to a formula or feeling frustrated we default to what we believe worked before or what we do is we see someone else doing it and we copy it but it doesn't always work that way does it see when God speaks a fresh word to you by your Holy Spirit we need to take that I mean, come on, if you had two glasses of water and one was lukewarm and, you know, had been sitting there for days and the other one was just freshly poured out of, out of the ice chest, which one would you drink to be refreshed? Moses struck the rock twice. But guess what? Water still came out. God's sovereign. God does what he promises despite our ignorance despite the wrongdoing in our life 
and the community and livestock drank. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land I give them. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You know, it was this very incident that stopped Moses going into the promised land. God had seen that Moses was so faithful leading up to this. Moses was God's chosen man to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Moses was the one that was meant to to bring them into the land of Canaan, into the promised land. Initially, it was a two-week trip. But here they are, 40 years later, still wandering. Still wandering. And Moses now is not going in. You know, this is a sobering challenge, my friends. Do we honor God as holy in the sight of our community? This is a question I pose to all of us this morning. Do we honor God as holy in the sight of our community? Do we conduct ourselves contrary to the commandments of God? Do we love God with all we have and love our neighbors as ourselves? Because if we do, then we are honoring God as holy. We are honoring Him in the sense of following His commands. We are trusting in Him. Anything short of that, we begin to dishonor God. Any act of disobedience is dishonoring God. Any situation where we take things into our own hand and say, God, you're moving too slow on this. God... I don't know what you're doing here, so I better do something about this situation. We are actually dishonoring God. And there are dire consequences to this. God is a God of love. Yes, water still came out of the rock. Yes, God did take Moses up to the, to the peak of the mount and he showed him the promised land but he would not allow Moses to go in. You see, we've got to get out of this notion that God loves me, therefore I can do whatever I want. God is merciful and he forgives, so I can just do what I want and I'll say sorry later. Come on, it doesn't work like that, people. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than the blood of bulls and goats. If we think we can just do what we like and then say sorry after, we spit on the cross. We dishonor the cross. We dishonor the pain and the misery Jesus went through. This is a big challenge for us. Yes, God loves us. And we can't do anything more to make him love us more. And we can't do anything to make God love us less. God loves us unconditionally because we are his created masterpiece. We are his children. We are the the apple, so to say, of his eye, the desire of his heart. But it doesn't give us license to do what we want. Obedience is better than sacrifice. In Jeremiah 2.13, we won't go there, in 17.13, God refers himself as living water. And he speaks to the Israelites through the prophet, and he says, I am the living water, and yet you go to other wells. What he was saying was to the Israelites that you are looking to other nations, you are looking around you for your provision. Instead of looking to me. So there's another question I want to pose this morning. Who is your well? Where is the source of everything you hold dear and good in this earth? 
who is the one that is your provider and let's not just automatically go to finance when we talk about provision and and and, and you know god being our provider sometimes we all w- automatically think of material things but i'm not just talking about material things i'm talking about who is a provider of your joy who is a provider of your love who is a provider of your salvation who is provider of everything that is good about you because we all fall short don't we of God's perfection we can't do it on our own who is the provider that makes us righteous and holy it is God himself you see just as water cleanses purifies refreshes gives life and is at times powerful when it's fully flowing so too by his word through the cross and outworked by the holy spirit does he cleanse us purify us refresh us give us life and makes us powerful when we allow him to fully flow in our life you see jesus was struck down once and now all we need to do is speak all we need to do is speak come on say it with me all i need to do is speak we need to speak the word of god we don't have to keep crucifying christ and that's what we do when we act in rebellion and then seek forgiveness I know at times we do sin and it is right to seek forgiveness and 1 John says that he is faithful and he will forgive us but that's not our lifestyle is it that's not our nature that's not who we are we are now God's children we have taken on his nature we have taken on his identity we have taken on everything that is good about him and laid down everything about ourselves that would never measure up no now we speak and in speaking what we do is we ask we ask jesus said to the samaritan woman if you only knew who it is that is asking you for a drink you would ask him for living water so that you will never thirst again and my friends once we receive this living water we don't build a dam we don't build a dam the water from the rock flowed there was a continual source when we receive the holy spirit the whole purpose in receiving the holy spirit is firstly to bring revelation to us but secondly it he outworks through us to reveal our purpose we are not meant to dam up the holy spirit we are not meant to hoard it for our own use because you see stagnant water is good for a couple of days isn't it i remember when i first filled up my fish pond for a couple of days it was good i even went and jumped in it and just laid there for a while why because the water was still good it was still in a sense fresh but after three four days guess what happened started to turn about as green as those chairs right there who's going to go and lay in that now just my dog and you see if we hoard the holy spirit if we don't let him flow through us now what does that look like in practice what does letting the holy spirit spirit flow through us look like in practice well i say it's this i say we seek him for our families we seek him for our friends we seek him for our workmates 
so that when we are with them, we can share into their life maybe a word of wisdom, maybe a word of knowledge. Maybe one of them is suffering illness or sickness. And stepping out in faith and looking a bit weird and laying hands and praying for them and taking authority over that not asking God to heal he's already healed them God's given us the command speak you will lay hands on the sick and they will get well not you will lay hands on the sick and and beg the father to heal them you the Holy Spirit is in you the Holy Spirit is flowing through you we've got to leak him out a bit turn the tap on Come on, guys. It's not just about love, joy, patience, peace, and all those ones. That's good for us, yes. That helps us in our life, yes. It's an expression that we can become part of our nature, yes. But there's more in the Holy Spirit. There is a purpose to our life, and that is to leak Him out. Some of you have got funny pictures in your mind right now about what that looks like I don't care whatever works for you just do it leak him out pray for people seek the Holy Spirit for a revelation gift put ourselves in a situation where if it's not the Holy Spirit we're doomed this is challenging and it challenges me all the time because I'm not naturally one that just steps out I'm not an overt sort of extrovert. Uh, no, uh, yeah, whatever. That's a doubly extrovert person. It's not me. It's not my nature. I've actually got to push myself to do it. And I should do it more often. I'm not saying I'm perfect at this. I, I'm not saying I've got this down pat. I need to challenge myself in this as much as anyone else. You know, in my 27 years as a Christian and 20 years as a pastor in this church, I've come to realize that Christians categorize them into one of two groups. Those that live by God's command, that freely you have given, uh, received, freely you give. In other words, freely you've been given God's love, received God's love, Therefore, freely, I'm going to give my love. People who exhibit the fruits of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, not only on Sunday, not only just come to church and look their best on Sunday, but Monday to Saturday, they're just doing whatever without any further consideration for God. Those that seek justice, walk humbly, Love God, love other people. Those that exhibit God and honor Him in their community, not because they hold a title, not because they've got a position in the church, but because of who they are and who Christ has made them to be. This is your position and title, my friends. Not one that a man gives you, but being continually refreshed because we can never outgive God. And the bigger leak we've got, the bigger the leak, the more God fills it up. You see, being filled in the Holy Spirit, being baptized in the Holy Spirit is not a one-off thing. We are continually being refilled. That's what freshness is, being refreshed all the time. Because when we give, we need to be refilled. When you pour water out of a bucket you've got to fill it up again. And this is what we are. We are vessels. We are conduits for God to work through. And my friends, I'm glad that I'm looking at a church full of givers. Such wonderful people in our church. Beautiful people who know what it is to manifest the Holy Spirit. It gladdens my heart that not only 
Do we have people who faithfully serve as chaplains in our schools and as volunteers in our community uh, programs? Servers at things like our Easter brunch. In that, you are honouring God. You're not always recognised or honoured in our presence, but believe me, God knows who you are and you are storing up treasures in heaven. Amen. The second kind of person, well, they take what they're given and they keep it for themselves. You know, for a while they're on fire for God doing all everything doing a lot of good things but just as stagnant water deteriorates after a while so does their faith and their walk with Christ becomes about them is our walk with Christ about us this morning I hope not you see these people seek acknowledgement from man for the good they do they chase position titles to give themselves a sense of purpose but you see, that is not where we find our purpose. We find our purpose in doing the work of the Holy Spirit wherever He leads us. If you need a sense of position or title to give you a sense of, of um, security, then my friends, we need to rethink that in our life. Because in the end, what happens is we say, is God amongst us or not? If we fall into that category, we begin to look for fault. We look to complain. We look to harass. We look for evidence to say, God, are you really here? God, are you really doing something here? You see, the sad reality is we can all become like that if we don't watch ourselves. Even Paul explains, who can save such a wretched man as me? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. See, if we find ourselves moving in that direction, we need to refocus. We need to refocus. We need to come back to Jesus. We need to look at Him and what He's done for us. We need to, to push down the old nature that's trying to rise again and look to God for refreshment. I'm going to ask the music team to come back up right now. If I can ask uh, the ushers just prepare for communion, that would be great. You know, often at times we need a reminder of who we are. We need a reminder of what Christ has done for us. Otherwise, we'll just keep going. Same old, same old. We just keep doing the things we think we should be doing where God is asking us to do something fresh. We keep striking the rock instead of speaking to it. We keep relying on our experiences of the past to outwork the things of the future. Now, I don't know where you all are with God. I don't know if every one of you here acknowledge Him as Lord and Saviour. But this morning, that's a good start. If Jesus Christ is not your Lord and Saviour, you need to make that commitment today. Otherwise, none of this makes sense. None of it makes sense. Because the Holy Spirit is only revealed through the person of Jesus. Jesus is the one who reveals the Holy Spirit. I want to take time now to reflect 
And if God has spoken to you in something, even challenged you in something, I want you to acknowledge that this morning. Don't walk away and think, oh, that was nice, I'll think about that. Do something about it this morning. Now's the time to do business with God. As communion is passed around, thanks guys. I want you to take hold of what's in your hand. What it represents. The juice representing the blood of Christ. The bread representing his broken body. Maybe you've been feeling a bit stagnant lately. Maybe you've been finding yourself complaining or looking for fault. It's often a sign that you're becoming stagnant. Jesus said, Ask shall receive. Maybe you've been feeling a bit flat. Maybe in your own words you've been saying, is God really here with me? If any of these things have spoken to you, I want you to stand. See, Jesus says, ask and you shall receive, but there's another story in Ezekiel where God reveals to the prophet a river of flowing water. And he says, son, step into the water. Step in. So not only do we ask, but we need to step in. We need to act in faith. And as he stepped in, the water was to his ankles. God said, keep going further. And it reached up to his knees. And God said, don't stop. Keep going. And the water came up to his waist. And God said, don't stop. My friends, don't stop. Wherever you are, don't stop. If you feel you're only up to your knees, you need to keep going. You need to go further in God. We can never reach our full potential if we stop we must keep going we must push ourselves acting in faith is this to keep going I'm not saying it's easy I'm not saying it's always convenient but this morning if you want to go further and deeper come on let's stand let's act in faith and let's ask God Say, Lord, you know what's in your heart. You ask Him. If there's something that you need to deal with, do it right now. We're actually told in the Bible that before we take communion, we're meant to reflect upon these things. We're meant to take observation of our life if there's something we need to deal with let's just deal with it right now lay it out before the altar Lord you know each one of our hearts you know where we are what we do you know our thoughts and our motives Lord I personally come to you right now know many times I fall short but by your grace Lord I'll keep going I'll keep going I'll keep walking I'll keep my eyes focused on my Lord Jesus Christ what is it you need to ask God this morning come on just ask I don't need to know I'm not going to call you out the front between you and God right now. Holy Spirit, come. Flow afresh through us, in us. Flow through.
through us, Lord. Wash away the stagnant waters. Break down the damn walls. Lord, poke a few holes in us so that we can leak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us be challenged even right now. get a picture of seeing a door open and shut open and shut and just keeps opening and shutting I believe God is speaking to someone about your double mindedness that you're to and froing I don't, I don't want to know who it is but if God is speaking to you in that why don't you just come before the Lord and say Lord door needs to shut then keep it shut Holy Spirit show this person clearly the path they are to lead and give them the strength to obey Lord not one step forward one step back one step forward one step back Lord speak to them clearly and I pray over you right now strength and courage hallelujah boldness to walk through that door if it remains open and if it closes to turn around and look for the open door you know who you are just give God glory for that thank you Jesus thank you Jesus blessed be your name if anyone is in need of healing this morning why don't you just come out and we're going to lay hands on you I will call you out for this one because I need to lay hands on you. Just believe God is saying, come. If there's anyone here that needs healing, come. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bring your communion with you. That's fine. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. We are family here this morning. We're going to partake in communion. Together, before we pray, let's drink. Let's drink together. Go and grab your stuff, guys. Let's drink together and eat together. You too, guys. Let's just do it together. Let's drink the juice representing Jesus' blood. And let's honor him and give him thanks. And let's eat together. The body broken for us. By his stripes we are healed. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. All right, guys, now's not the time to switch off. I'm going to ask you to spread out a bit, please. Spread out across here. If I can just ask some of the pastoral team to come. Let's pray.
is good, amen. God is good. We're going to get the ashes to take up your empty cups and your tithes and offerings as well. We're going to continue praying for people. If you need a refreshing in the Holy Spirit, why don't you just come? I'll pray with you. Otherwise, Missions Kiosk is open. Cafe is open. Stick around, say hello to someone. Bless someone with a smile. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord.